Hello, and welcome to this bonus episode of Digital Learning Radio. I'm Katherine Laster, and I'm with my colleagues, Nancy Watson and Misty Trevino. In the fall of 2019, we completed a 10-part podcast series called Step In, and we shared conversations about equity in education. We're planning a new series for this semester, and we're going to continue our self-work and what we started in 2019. But for today's episode, we wanted to start the new year with some new and interesting resources and tools. Now, I'm a huge fan of Gretchen Rubin, and during the past few years, she's issued a challenge to do 18 goals in 2018 and 19 for 19, and now 20 goals in 2020. So we thought we could modify this idea, and today we're sharing 20 things for 2020, and these are mostly related to technology. So we'll have some of our favorite ideas and tools we've recently tried, plus we'll share some new things that we're looking forward to exploring in 2020. So Nancy, why don't you get us started with your ideas? Okay, well not surprisingly, I have four digital citizenship tips for people today. So um, the first one is a spotting bots tutorial. And this is tips on identifying those pesky social media bots. The article is from Hack the Media. And it says that up to 40 to 60% of social media accounts are fake accounts. And the guide, the tutorial helps you to identify what might be uh, a bot or a fake account of some kind. If it has a bunch of numbers after it. If it it has a bunch of numbers after it, that is one one, um, telltale sign, but that's not always a sign because some people do or have legitimate accounts with those, that long string of numbers after their name. But uh, there's several ideas in there and I'm just always... um, trying to push that media literacy thing. So along that line, um, the News Literacy Project has something called the Informable app. And it's an app that helps you build news literacy skills. So it um, will give you information about fake news and um, other things that um, would help you identify Uh, quality resources online. The third thing is kind of the hashtag shameless self-promotion thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's my everyday DigSit app. That is questions and talking points for quick digital citizenship lessons that you can do at any time. It's at digsit.glideapp.io and you can go to that uh, address on on your phone and add it to your phone's home screen. And I'm always trying to crowdsource additional ideas. So if you have some ideas you'd like to add to that, you can share those at bit.ly slash digsitideas. And the fourth one is that I am working with some colleagues here at Region 10 and also some from Region 11 on an online course for digital citizenship. Uh, Digital citizenship is now something that is required to be taught in Texas schools, so we're hoping that this course will help educators know what to do with that, and we're hoping to have that that course complete by uh, the end of March or so, so be on the lookout for that. Okay, thanks, Nancy. We are so surprised about all this digital citizenship ideas. I knew that you would be shocked. (laughs) But 
I am what I am. Well, those are fantastic resources, and we'll include all of those links in our show notes. Okay, Misty, what do you have for us? So Nancy's taken us through four of our 20 for 20, and I'm really excited about the next um, set of tools and resources. Anybody that knows me knows that I am really passionate about mindfulness and positive energy, and it's something that I tried to work towards every day. And I recently went to a mindfulness session at a tech conference, and that led me to two apps, which are Calm and Headspace. These two apps are now free for educators, and so they help you meditate and relax and even sleep. So those are two great apps for mindfulness. Another one is the Joy Makeover. This was shared by Catherine. <laughs> by, by, I was going to say by a coworker, by Catherine. And um, there was a series of videos. It was, I believe, 12 days of videos that helped bring joy to your life. And they were actually very helpful and really amazing. I really enjoyed all of the videos. Well, and then from that, Misty, let me bump in. And one of the people in the Joy Makeover was Laura Vanderkam, and she's an expert on time management. And she has a favorite podcast that I'm now listening to called Before Breakfast, and it's Monday through Friday. It's about five minutes, and all the tools are time management and really fit into that mindfulness theme. And I heard her on a podcast before from Gail Allen, by the way, but the Joy Makeover was what really... That was one of the really good ones. ...his work in her podcast. Mm-hmm. That was one of the really good ones. Another mindfulness app is called Forest. It helps you be focused and stay present. This is something that Nancy has shared with us. Will you share a little bit more about that, Nancy? Yeah, it's a Chrome extension. And basically what it does, you can put websites on your blacklist. And if you go to those blacklists, it will wither the tree. But I started the timer on my Forest extension Uh, right before we started this podcast, and I've been able to see a little tree growing over the the course of the last 25 minutes or so. And I know that if I were to go to one of the sites that I had blacklisted, then basically the tree would wither and die. So it's just a little motivation to try to uh, help you stay focused on the particular website that you're looking at. And I know I personally have a hard time not bouncing from tab to tab all day long. So I thought that might be another mindfulness tool that could be useful to some people. Very cool. So I would think I need to stay away from Twitter sometimes and online shopping sometimes. (laughs) And both of those are on my blacklist. So... (laughs) All right, so if you have a goal of a way uh, more learning in 2020, then we have some opportunities for you. Now, I know I have mentioned in the last three years over this podcast, I've mentioned Tony Vincent and (laughs) my love for his classy graphics and classy videos, and he now has classy creations. And um, we've all signed up for yes. that one. We can't yes. wait for it to start in I'm a couple of weeks. I'm so excited that I finally have colleagues that are taking mm-hmm. a class with me. But not only is the content sh- that he shares amazing, you grow your PLN. And then also just like the way he formats his Google Classroom and the things that he shares, the way he shares it, it is it has taught me so much. So he's an excellent teacher. Mm-hmm. Definitely. The next thing, another way to learn is 
If you are not following Jake Miller, this is a person. He has a podcast as well. But I actually won at an Ed Camp a subscription to his GIF a day. He shares so much information about spreadsheets and formulas and spreadsheets and how to really manipulate the cells and the formulas and he also just shares a lot of his little videos and gifts on Twitter. And so if you follow him on Twitter, then you're bound to find some new ideas that are super quick because they can be shared in a GIF. All right, what else are some ways to learn? Well, I was thinking about the goals that we set for ourselves as a, ourselves as a team, and we have set a goal for ourselves to include research-based strategies in all of the sessions we create. And Catherine, you have shared the learning the learning scientist with us, and I found it to be very helpful. They are um, actually cognitive psychological scientists interested in research on education, and they focus on the science of the learning process. They have blog posts and different ways to motivate student, students and increase the use of effective study and teaching strategies that are backed by research. And so I have found this to be very helpful when designing learning experiences. Well, and they have podcasts and posters and I- just every kind of media that you possibly want to learn something. Another site that I found that was helpful that I have not gone into very often was the Google Teacher Training Center. And I was actually looking for research-based strategies and went down a rabbit hole and clicked on um, a post from the Google Teacher Training Center. It was actually for Jamboard, but I found that they had so many helpful resources. There are ways to use the tool. And I liked it because there were strategies that went along with how to actually use the tool. Very cool. And there are so many resources there. So you could get in a big rabbit hole Mm -hmm. on that uh, training center. All right. So for our next category, we have a few little random things. Nancy, you want to share some new things? Yeah, these are just a couple of fun things. One is called Just a Line. It is an app that lets you make simple drawings with white lines in 3D space and then record the line as a short video. So it's kind of an AR experience. You can draw on your own or collaboratively with a classmate and then share that with a group or your teacher. It does, it is reported to be better on Android devices, but if you have one of the later iPhones, it should work on that too. So that's something that I am experimenting with and trying to figure out how I would be able to use with teachers, but it's got a pretty cool gee whiz factor, if nothing (laughs) else. So, And then this is one that we've known about for a while, but We have such a good time here creating friend mojis. That's when you put two bitmojis together. And we thought we would share with you how to do that because you might have a bitmoji and you want to pair that with a friend's bitmoji. And Jen Giffen had a nice little blog post about that a few months back on how you can create friend mojis. So we're sharing that with you in the show notes as well. Well, and I think Misty has used that a few times for our Twitter headers and um, some of the graphics that she's created for us. Uh, And we have this in slides, so it's fun. I think one of my favorite additions to the sessions I've created has been the while you're waiting slides. And I cannot remember where 
Catherine, you first shared this, but it is, we, we always try to figure out ways to extend the learning. And one way to extend the learning before the session even starts is to have a while you're waiting slide. So what we've done is we've split the side into four quadrants and each quadrant has a task. And what I like is that it's kind of evolved. I first started out with just putting a picture of a new app and really no instructions. They could just click on the app and learn more. And then we've kind of evolved to where there's an app and a task that's associated to the app that's in the quadrant. And we've tried to make it to where all of the activities relate to the session topic. And so it's been great. We've gotten great feedback. And then it's truly been an extension of our the learning. All right. So for the last category, I have just recently heard, like in the last week, heard of a few things and wanted to share these, but I had really know nothing about these tools. I have not played with them myself, but these are definitely ones that I thought sounded interesting and wanted to try. So from Catlin Tucker, I saw a tweet that she mentioned Classroom Q, and this is a way for teachers to open up a class and then when students have a classroom, uh, a question, they pretty much push a button and it alerts the teacher that someone needs help. The second tool that I wanted to explore is called Floop, F-L-O-O-P, and I heard about that on Jennifer Gonzalez's recent podcast. And this is, uh, Floop is short for feedback loop. So this is another tool that allows teachers and students to communicate, um, not using Google, but taking pictures and then sharing comments back and forth. So that one looks interesting. Now, Misty, from that same Cult of Pedagogy episode, they had Parlay. So did you, what did you see about that? Yes, I found this interesting because we went to a session of one of our friends, Martine Brown, and she did a digital Socratic seminar session. And um, Parlay seemed like it would go really well with that. Their description says it's the future of class classroom discussions, and it puts students and their unique perspectives at the heart of learning. And what caught my attention was the ability to do online or live roundtables. And I spoke with a rep from Parlay a few months back, and I thought it had a lot to recommend it. It's, they start with uh, some classroom in-person discussions and then move to scaffolding online discussions and there's ways to make sure that every student is having a voice and gives a lot of scaffolding for um, positive online communication. So a lot about it. I just haven't had a chance to use it in my own work quite yet, but I'll find a way. <laughs> Ditch that. Yeah, right? Right. And then the last new thing that I'm learning a little bit more about is the um, Apple iOS shortcuts and those are connected to Siri and this is a way that you can do a little bit of fake coding drag blocks and to create some automations and I found one that was already created that allows you to turn any video on your phone into a GIF and so that one was super useful over the holidays mm -hmm. <laughs> but I've also learned how to create a little automation where I can uh, with one button and I don't have to use a magic Siri or any word but I will record a note that will go into like ideas for a podcast or ideas for a session so it automatically turns into a note in a particular note in my phone so that's been super handy so I want to learn more about shortcuts yeah there's a lot of them built into 
to the iPhone yes. and, and that I, I was looking through those after you mentioned them a couple of weeks ago and I've tried a couple myself too but this, the very easy ones so well that is our list for today of course we have more than just 20 things to share but we have to stop here what about you what are your top 20 tech tools or tips that you would share we'd love to hear from you so tweet us at dig learn radio We'll return in a couple of weeks for a new season of Digital Learning Radio, and we hope to see you then. Thanks for listening.